Hey guys, Danny Almeida here from Original Strength. Thank you so much for listening in on the Original Strength podcast. Today we have an interview between Tim Anderson, our co-founder, and David Whitley, uh, talking all about the Becoming Bulletproof Project. That's Tim's newest book. It's been a number one bestseller on Amazon, and we are super proud of it. It is by far one of Tim's best books, and uh, we hope you've gotten a chance to read it or that you'll uh, hop on and uh, get on Amazon and get a book yourself. So uh, we're going to head over here to this pre-recorded interview with David and Tim. Check it out and let us know if you have any questions. Hey, wait, but before you check out the podcast, if you don't know who David Whitley is, he is the Iron Tamer. And he is a performing strongman and motivational speaker. So I encourage you to check out David at www.irontamer.com. And listen, guys, so you know I'm all about becoming bulletproof and I'm such a superhero fanatic. Well, David is kind of like a real-life superhero. And he's so much like a real-life superhero that he wrote a book called Superhuman You. And if you like learning how the body is capable of doing just amazing things and what really if you want to learn what your body is capable of doing david's book superhuman you is a great compliment to the becoming bulletproof project anyway check out david whitley at www.irontamer.com and check out his book superhuman you i think you'll enjoy it All right. Thanks, everyone, for dropping in today. Um, this is Dave Whitley, and I've got on the line today a friend of mine and a mentor of mine and a guy who I think is one of the sharpest minds in the strength world and in the getting moving better world. I don't know if that's a real, a real thing or not, but just a really sharp guy when it comes to things to do with exercise and getting yourself moving and everything that goes along with that is Tim Anderson. He's the founder of Original Strength. And um, Tim, welcome to the show. To the line. Hey, hey, thanks, thanks so much for having me. And I, I do like the moving better world. I think, I think that's a good world to be in. So cool. I think. Cool. So um, first things uh, for people who may or may not have been exposed to you and your work and and what you're all about. Can you give us a quick little rundown of uh, of who you are and what you do? Uh, sure. Uh, my name's Tim Anderson. Uh, I've been a trainer for almost twenty years. And uh, the short story is, is I kind of started a, a company called the Original Strength um, Systems. And um, that started because uh, I was always injuring myself, um, being a little overzealous with my training and not actually, I was just being dumb. I wasn't listening to my body and causing a lot of overuse injuries um, and started seeking for ways to get out of that and just ended up chasing my tail and get very frustrated with trying to fix this and fix that. And I just, uh, one night, uh, asked God to show me how to be resilient and he taught me how to move on the floor like a, a baby. Um, so basically we started a friend of mine named Jeff Newport. We started a company, um, that teaches people how to remember how to, they used to move when they were children. That's excellent. And, um, I have been to multiple workshops that you've done with that. I've gone through the coaching program with that, been around you a lot. And now, since that time, I have a six-month-old son. He's six months old today. And it's really, really cool for me to get to see him doing the stuff that you're teaching better than any of us can do it because, you know, he's six months old. <laughs> yes. You have the greatest teacher in the house for sure. Yeah, pretty spectacular stuff. Well, um, what I want to talk about today is the idea of guys, I mean, girls too, but this is more particularly going to guys, but people who have limited amount of time 
Um, maybe they have a small child. Maybe they work from home or they're self-employed, or maybe they don't have a lot of time outside of their job. Maybe the gym's a long way from their home and their schedule doesn't allow it. And they want to get maximum results in a minimum amount of time without having to go anywhere. Um, preferably with a minimum amount of equipment. That's, that's the idea behind this one dumbbell challenge that I put together. And so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how you would incorporate your training philosophy into that set of parameters. So I, I, I think that the easiest thing to do, and it's not easy, but if a person can just change their paradigm of how they see fitness or exercise or movement or whatever they want to call it, and just change their paradigm from that, it's not something that has to take two to three hours out of your day or even an hour that if we just show up every day and, and we're consistent in our efforts, um, that a little bit of movement can go a long ways. So like, so for what I do with original strength and, and for what you're doing with the one dumbbell challenge, just showing up for 10, 20, 30 minutes a day, even if it's broken up, um, really adds up and it can create some significant momentum and, and get, help you build the body you actually want to have. Um, and it doesn't have to take, uh, you know, hours out of your day. Hmm. That's the idea. I want to get um, I want to get people maximum results in less than two hours a week if I can. And, That's awesome. You know, if you do two hours a week and you do four days a week, that comes out thirty minutes a session. Um, but um, as as people who played with the original strength stuff um, can attest, and as people who um, are going to be playing with these dumbbell trainings that I'm that I've got coming up, maybe thirty minutes is is not. You know, maybe that includes time to to change your clothes and to, and to sit and recover for a little while. Because if you do some of the stuff like you've done before where you crawl for a mile um, or, or just set a timer for 15 minutes and leopard crawl for that, that period of time, that's, that's some high level tough stuff. And it doesn't take hours and hours. Like you said, we can get a lot done in a very short period of time. So let's say that hypothetically you had someone and, and they had a single dumbbell and they had some open space. What would you recommend they do in terms of um, movements without the dumbbell to get ready to press reset, as you call it? And what would you recommend that they do with the dumbbell to maximize their, their um, results? And by results, I'm talking about everything. Strength, leanness, being able to move better, better uh, work capacity and um, endurance, all of those things. So if you could just talk about that a little bit, I would appreciate it. Well, yeah. So if, if they're just getting in preparation to, to use the dumbbell, I, I mean, I, I think it would be great to set aside five, maybe 10 minutes at the most just to make sure that they're breathing deep into their belly, um, practicing uh, moving their head around, uh, their neck up and down, uh, looking left and right. And really, uh, if they only did practice breathing and, and head nods or head rotations for two minutes and then spent three to four minutes, maybe just rolling on the floor and rocking back and forth on their hands and knees, they would be primed up and ready to, to do anything they wanted to um, move very well with the dumbbell. Mm -hmm. Now, as they're using the dumbbell, I, I, I'm a big fan of strengthening and resetting the nervous system in between um, heavy sets or heavy work sessions. Mm -hmm. um, so if there's an opportunity to, uh, to catch their breath while they're, uh, when they put the dumbbell down, just doing some easy cross crawls or just getting on their hands and knees, rocking back and forth, um, can really help refresh the nervous system so that their next set is, is cleaner, crisper, um, and, and, you know, and safer even. Mm -hmm. So you said, uh, 
moving the head around, you said some rocking and some cross crawls. Let's assume that people don't know what you're talking about when, when you say that. Can you, uh, and breathing, can you um, describe a little bit about what those things are like? And also, if, if people want to see you demonstrating those things and various other things, you have a YouTube channel, yes? Yes, sir. Uh, the YouTube channel has all these movements on there, plus another 300 uh, variations of these movements. <laughs> Um, but, but for the breathing, the, the deep breathing part, uh, that, that's really, it seems like the most easiest part you would want to skip, but it's the most important part because when we breathe deep into our bellies, we're really using our diaphragm to its full uh, ability. And what that does is your diaphragm is a spinal stabilizer and it's really the, the captain of your inner core muscular unit. And if it's doing its job well, your spine is stable, your nervous system is safe, and you are free to express yourself in speed and power and mobility. So that is, I can't say enough good things about breathing with your diaphragm, but it preps you for movement, especially powerful movement. And it helps you maximize the movement that you're trying to achieve. So if you wanted to, if your goal was to get stronger and, and you love lifting weights and you wanted to do something um, to increase your performance, Breathing properly with your diaphragm is that's ground zero and that will help you achieve your goal so much better, so much faster, so much safer. And then just simply moving your eyes and your head around that activates your vestibular system. And that's important because every muscle in your body is attached to your vestibular system. And the healthier your vestibular system is, the, the more you keep it activated and receiving good information, the healthier your, um, the better and the more efficient your body moves. Um, so it, it really just reflexively keeps you sharp, so to speak. And then cross crawls are cross crawls are simply touching your opposite arms to your opposite legs, uh, moving back and forth. And that actually makes both hemispheres of your brain communicate. Uh, so it helps your brain talk to itself better, which helps your brain talk to your body better. So again, it's making your movements so much more efficient, but it, there's so many other mental benefits from that as well. But that, that's kind of what I mean by breathing, uh, moving your eyes and your head and, and doing cross crawls. So if someone comes in and they're getting ready to do this, this workout and they know they're going to exert themselves, they know that it's going to be taxing. Um, very often, I find that people will come in and they might, you know, do a double shot of espresso or, you know, drink a Red Bull and start punching themselves in the face to get themselves all fired up and, and all that kind of stuff to, to you know, conquer this workout that's coming up. Um, but what you're describing is actually almost a completely opposite approach. If you're going to have somebody practice diaphragmatic breathing, um, when I do this, I have them lay on the floor with their knees up. Um, and if they can't just hold their knees up, I'll have them supported somehow, like in a putting their feet in a chair or something like that, and breathing only through the nose and breathing deep into their belly, which is almost like going to sleep. It's like it's like telling yourself to relax, giving yourself those physical cues to relax physically, which seems counterintuitive. But I know, and I know that you can express better than I can, why hitting that baseline and pressing reset, as you say, on the nervous system is such a beneficial thing before you start doing these, um, before you start exerting yourself. Can you talk a little bit more about that, about how this calm, almost meditative breathing um, affects high output activities just a few minutes later. Yeah. So breathing when your diaphragm is also like a, it's like, like a switch between your, um, your fight or flight nervous system and your rest and digest nervous system. So one thing, and now it is, it is more, I guess, soothing. It's not a slap in the face and it's not a, a, a five hour energy drink, but it is taking your nervous system 
um, down a notch or two so that you're not in fight or flight mode. So typically when people are in fight or flight mode, their muscles are tighter. Uh, they're, they're more rigid. They don't move as well because they're, they're ready to either to hit or, or run. Um, but they also make uh, not really, they don't make good decisions either. Um, their, their focus becomes very uh, kind of narrow, but scattered. Like they can't take in the big picture um, and they get emotional. But so if you, if you can breathe with your diaphragm, not only are you making your spine stable and your brain knows that your spine is stable, so it allows you to move, but you're also telling your nervous system that everything's okay. So your muscles can actually, they're, they're not tight and rigid. They'll, they'll move better. Um, and you will think better. You can listen to your body better. You can, you'll, you'll be more focused on what you're actually doing in your workout and make better decisions during your workout. So in a lot of ways, it's almost like you're in a noisy room and you take all the noise away. Yeah. It's, you, yes. It's a great way to uh, withdraw and take away the distractions so that you can get your job done better with more focus and clarity. So if you're listening to this and you're going to, you've never tried it and you're going to, and you're going to lay down on your, on your back and close your mouth and breathe through your nose and breathe diaphragmatically and deep and, and all that kind of stuff. Don't be checking Facebook while you're doing it. <laughs> you know, don't, don't, uh, right. yes. don't, don't do that. Don't do anything else except that, which in, in our um, soundbite world that we live in can actually be a stressful thing to some people. I've found that if they just, your only objective, your only job right now is to lay down and breathe. Uh, I've had people in the gym that don't know how to handle that. It actually has the opposite effect. They start getting um, panicky because there's no stimulus coming in. And when I pointed it, point out to them that, you know, this is, this is how you're living right now. You're living constantly on the edge and that's why you wake up tired in the morning. And uh, the people that it clicks for, wind up having some of the, not only the best sessions immediately after that, but some of the best long-term gains because it does, like you said earlier, starts to switch that paradigm away from, um, I have to go in here and dominate this workout and, and it's me versus the weights and all of this kind of stuff. It turns it into a more um, enjoyable process, which I think that somewhere along the way, um, fitness and working out and everything that's associated with that, the, the play has gotten taken out of it. And so, yeah. so one of the beautiful things about the original strength system is play is the attitude that, that we're supposed to bring to it from the very beginning. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So like, even if it, whether it's, whether it's literally playing or whether it is enjoying your training session, it's supposed to be about growth and becoming and curiosity and learning. It's not supposed to be about winning. Um, it's not a, it's not a pass fail endeavor. It's a, it's, it's a, it's an opportunity to become more and stronger than you are. Excellent. Well, I've had some pretty, pretty interesting stuff that's happened um, with myself and with clients of mine using this approach where everything doesn't have to be balls out all the time, wide open. Um, very interesting stuff. So can you talk a little bit more about um, crawling and how someone goes from zero had they haven't crawled since they were a baby, since they figured out how to stand up and walk, they haven't crawled all the way to someone who's a proficient crawler and might be able to crawl for 10, 15, 20 minutes or for, you know, hundred yards or several hundred yards or even a mile. Can you talk about that progression and what it's like? So crawling is, is to me, it's like the miracle movement that we were all given and it ties the nervous system together, but it also ties your body together. So it just makes you strong from the inside out. And it was what we used to get us strong enough to conquer our world on two feet. 
And if I wanted to progress, and I know it sounds silly, but um, a lot of adults, they're so far removed from crawling or they're just so far removed from moving. They're, they're so used to being sta uh, stagnant, sitting in a chair so much that we lose some of our basic movement patterns. So not all adults can crawl and not all adults can crawl well by any means. So from ground zero, I would just have an adult get on their hands and knees, hold their head up on the horizon so they can see where they're going close their lips and practice that diaphragmatic breathing like we were just talking about and, and see if they can, can crawl for time. Um, and I would have them crawl if, if they have a good fluid pattern where opposite limbs are moving together, that's awesome. Then they can crawl for time. But if they don't even have that, well, we might even have to back that down. Um, but just getting on their hands and knees, crawling um, for time and keeping sense of time in, in that how long can they crawl without their lips popping open so they have to breathe. So I like, I like using the lips shut and nasal breathing as a governor uh, to build up a capacity, a work capacity and, and reserve. Um, so, and that's how I build time. So if I, if somebody had a goal of crawling for five minutes, I would have them crawl for time until their lips popped open. And then I would have them stop the clock until they can recover, close their lips again and continue crawling. And once they continue crawling, start the clock again so that they accumulate five minutes of crawling time with their lips shut. And then as they get more proficient in that, build up more stamina, more strength, more endurance, well, eventually they can just crawl five minutes straight. And say, say they can crawl 10 minutes straight on their hands and knees, great. All right. Now, if that's a fluid crawling pattern and they can keep their lips shut, let's elevate them. Let's put them on their hands and feet, still keeping the head up on the horizon, keeping the butt down below their head so that all the core muscles are really on the hook. They're all working. They're just getting stronger with every step. And doing the same thing because that is so much more tension by being on your hands and feet but versus being on your hands and knees, it's almost like starting over again with the lips shut. You might find that, man, it really jacks the heart rate up like, the, like you're running sprints. And that's, that's okay. That's great because that's how we're going to continue to build that capacity um, and, and strength and stamina. So going from hands and knees, you have six points of contact on the ground, the correct both hands, both knees, and uh, the toes. You're talking about going to four points of contact, contact where it's only the hands and really the toes. Um, Correct. To to be clear, I've I've I, I've had people talk to me before about being able to crawl for what seems like a very long time or a long distance, and they're like it wasn't any big deal. And then when I see them do it, their legs are almost straight, their knees are, you know, 18, 20 inches off the ground. And they're doing this sort of bear crawl type thing. Can you describe um, the leopard crawl and the Spider-Man crawl and whatever other variations um, would fit into that same category for crawling for strength? Sure. So the leopard crawl or the Spider-Man crawl would look visually almost like the hands and knees crawl or the baby, how a baby crawls, except the knees are off the ground. And that's the only thing that really should change. So if you're looking at somebody crawl from the side, their knees are just off the ground, their butt is still down below their head and their back still looks flat like a silverback gorilla and their head is still up on the horizon. Mm -hmm. So we, that's, that's how we designate a leopard crawl and a Spider-Man crawl because the back still has a flat posture mm -hmm. and the head is still up on the horizon. Um, now what this does is it really demands that the center, the core is on, it's engaged. Now what I I differentiate a bear crawl in that the butt pops up way up in the air and the head is hanging down and the person looks more like a triangle or a teepee crawling mm -hmm. versus 
versus a, a, a silky smooth leopard crawling. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the butt pops up, what that really means is, is one, they don't have the, the strength in their center to maintain that posture that they, if you know, when, when the butt was down and it's just a, it, it's still good because they're crawling, but it's just, it's, it's weaker. It's not as strong and it won't give you as much strength as, as say leopard crawling will with that same posture. Mm-hmm. And then with the leopard crawl, the knees track inside the elbows and Spider-Man, they track outside the elbows. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So uh, leopard crawl and, and it really helps you use your imagination. Like if you imagine a leopard crawling, um, crawling like that with the knees moving more under the torso. And if you imagine Spider-Man crawling, crawling like he does with the knees moving outside mm-hmm. the torso or outside the elbows. Mm-hmm. And for the, the breathing pattern while you're doing that, do you, can you talk a little bit more about that? So breathing while you're doing that is, is still the same as, as what we would practice in, um, when we were just talking about diaphragmatic breathing. We still want to keep the lips shut. We want to keep the tongue on the roof of the mouth because that just makes everything better. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still want to breathe in and out through the nose. So, and that is a great way to develop just huge amounts of stamina. Um, one, it strengthens your diaphragm. Two, it gets you uh, using your your filling up your lungs fully, uh, taking advantage of their design. Um, and it keeps you out of fight or flight mode, which is tremendous, especially if you're training for athletic endeavors, like increasing your performance or just in just improving the quality of your life. Because if you can stay out of fight or flight mode, or if you can be in a stressful situation and maintain diaphragmatic breathing, then you are better able to mitigate that stressful situation and you will still sleep well at night. Um, conversely, most of the world can't maintain they're, they're breathing in a stressful situation and most of the world breathes up in their accessory or emergency muscles and they're always just full of adrenaline and cortisol. And as an aside, when someone cuts you off in traffic, that's not an emergency. It is not, no. It is not. <laughs> so if you're the kind of person that gets cut off in traffic on your way to work in the morning and you're still talking about it at dinner time that night, um, you probably need to lay down and breathe a little bit. And yes, because that situation has gotten the better of you. We, uh-huh. we should be able to, to smile, breathe, and, and keep going about our business and not like water off a duck's back. It just doesn't yeah. matter. And so let's say someone has practiced these progressions in, in crawling and they've gotten to the point now that they can, say, go out to the football field and start at one end and leopard crawl all the way down to the other end and then turn around and come back um, no. without stopping. I mean, they've, they've hit some, some pretty significant uh, – um, level of, of strength and conditioning when they do that and they can do it with their mouth closed and it's not like a huge, you know, they have to snort chalk and punch themselves in the face. Like we were talking about earlier. It's just, that's what they do. Um, how would you go about getting them stronger from there? What are some of the more advanced ways that you can load a crawling pattern, um, to take it even further than that? Like, can you, can you do it with weights? Can you do it in different directions? Just speak to that a little bit, please. Absolutely. But I would, I would say just so everybody listening knows if a person can do what you just described in my book, they can do anything. They're, they're bulletproof and ready to, to take on the world. Mm-hmm. Now, if I want to, to add more strength to that, we could change the direction. We could have them crawl backwards, which is phenomenal um, for building a, just a solid, solid center and resilient shoulders. We could uh, have them tow something like a sled uh, while they're crawling. They could attach a harness to their body and drag something while they're crawling. Um, one of my favorite tort most, most unpleasant drills is to find a hill and crawl backward 
up the hill and crawl forward down the hill. Um, there is something about that that it's a it's a it's a superhero maker. <laughs> it mm-hmm. just it will build a very strong, resilient body. But so you, you can go- absolutely add load to your crawls for sure. So you would face the same direction, up and down yeah. the hill. And yes, you, sir. Yes, you'd be sir. Facing facing downhill the entire time. Yes, sir. Yes, like sir. yeah, so you're a upside down incline crawl, no matter which direction you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't tried that one. That's uh, that's sounds pretty pretty powerful. <laughs> it's, it's relentless. <laughs> um, and you spoke earlier about um, in between sets doing cross crawls and that kind of stuff. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you would have someone do in between sets, almost as a recovery or reset while they're doing their other training? If I was trying to help, if I wanted someone to uh, recover between sets and, and, and make sure that they were moving properly for the next set, I would uh, have them either uh, practice their diaphragmatic breathing or I would have them get on the floor and rock back and forth on their hands and knees, um, which is extremely soothing and helps, helps calm the emotions and the nervous system. But it also tells the body that everything is one piece. Every, it teaches the body how everything is designed to move together as one whole body and not just different parts and pieces of a body. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I might also do cross crawls because cross crawls, again, they, they connect the brain, uh, help it communicate more efficiently, but they also soothe their nervous system as well. And they just prepare the body for movement. What about uh, rolling? What do you think about rolling? Uh, it's, it's actually one of my most favorite things to do. Rolling is fantastic because not only does it activate your vestibular system, it, it's, it's almost, uh, it, it stimulates your skin and your muscles and your, your tendons and your fascia. Um, because the earth becomes your foam roller and you're just flooding your brain and nervous system with all this tactile information as you, uh, as you roll back and forth on the floor. Um, it, it is extremely powerful. It connects your shoulders and your hips, activates your vestibular system. And again, like rocking tells your body that it is one piece. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it, that's, I, I think just a 10 minute session of rolling in itself is, is miraculous strength training in a feel very feel good way. Now, a while back, um, maybe a year or so ago on one of your YouTube videos, I don't even remember what name you gave this thing. Um, but it's a, a movement that I still play around with quite a bit. And I think it's um, one of the, one of the most powerful things that, that I've ever done. So maybe it just suited me especially well, but um, I'm going to try to describe what it is and then hopefully you'll be able to, to understand and tell me what you actually call it. Um, it's, it's a, I'm fairly confident you use some sort of a name, um, some sort of push up as the name, but you would start in a, um, um, hands and knees position, like crawling position, and you would rock forward and let your chest go down toward the ground until you're in the bottom of a push-up position. And then you rock back until your butt's touching your heels and you're almost in child's pose, um, depending on your arm length and stuff, but you're rocking back and forth between those two positions. So it's like a rock that has been extended a little bit and includes a push-up. And, yes. and, and, and I don't remember what the name is that you get. So- I'm extremely creative and I called that the original strength push-up. <laughs> so, I, uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> that is an incredibly powerful movement. It, and if you look at what's going on there, you've got your push-up pattern, um, obviously, 
As you rock backwards, it almost turns into a military press pattern with the arms because the arms are not just going straight out in front of you at a 90 degree angle to the spine. They actually work their way overhead, more like an inclined bench press, almost towards a military press. But at the same time, the hips, the knees, the ankles, and the toes are doing a squatting pattern that's been tilted forward 90 degrees. So you're actually working the pushing and the squatting pattern. Um, and I've even noticed that it feels almost like a row, like an, an upper body pull at some points in that range of motion. So it's, it's a genius movement. Um, and I actually have never, never stuck with it long enough to progress um, beyond having my knees on the floor. But you could, I would think you could do that with the knees up off the ground about an inch or so and turn it into a fairly brutal strength exercise too, right? Yes, we actually call that the elevated uh, OS push-up or the elevated rocking push-up. But man, just listening to you, how you described it, mm -hmm. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. That is probably one of the biggest bang for your buck movements mm -hmm. uh, that, that is also a reset that a person can do. I mean, your well, explanation, fantastic. Thank you. Um, couldn't have done without you. Um, but something else that I've, that I've also played around with in that is when I get back into the the rock position is to go ahead and walk the hands back between the feet and let the feet roll from the toes until you're flat footed and you're in the bottom of a squat. Yes. Stand up and squat back down and walk the hands back out until you're on the ground again. I hope that makes sense. Um, it does. Driving it. Um, because to me, what that is, is any benefit that you could possibly get from a burpee without any of the risk that comes along with doing, you know, explosive jumping and, push-ups and seeing how many burpees you can cram into a 10 minute period kind of thing. So it's, it's like all the benefits of the burpee with none of the risk. So what, what you just described too, to me is longevity and youth. Um, that, that movement, as you described it is what keeps us young and resilient as like, like say we, when we get 60, 70, 80 years old, the ability to do that mm -hmm. as you're, as you're talking about is, mm -hmm. is priceless. Mm -hmm. I agree. Beautiful stuff. Um, we are almost out of time here, but before we go, I want to give you the opportunity to talk about any, any books that you've written, any workshops you have coming up, anything on your website, anything like that that you want to talk about, please feel free to let people know where they can find out more about you and about original strength and, um, any of that sort of stuff. Oh man. Thanks. Um, I, I would, well, I would just start like the, if, if you're listening to this, just my wish is that you know that your body is designed to be strong throughout your lifetime. It's not, you're not made to be broke or weak or fragile. Um, that you're the, the very design of your body is, is intended to keep you strong and healthy. And it doesn't take a lot to, to, to get strong and healthy or to, to restore your strength. Um, I just wrote a book uh, about that called the becoming bulletproof project. Uh, it, it teaches you how simple, um, just simple movements can be to, to give you the body um, that you were, you were born to have. Um, we have a website, originalstrength.net, which teaches you all about uh, these simple movements um, and workshops that we have where if you wanted to plug into one and, you know, just experience them for yourself. And we've got hundreds of free videos on YouTube uh, on our original strength YouTube channel that, that are just there for you to, to practice with and play with, to explore how your body is designed to move and how, how great it feels when you're moving good. It just, it feels good to feel good. Um, so that's, that's, that's pretty much it. And the website is originalstrength.net. Is that correct? 
Yes, sir. And yes, where sir. and where can people pick up this new book, this Bulletproof Project, on the website? Uh, on Amazon.com. If mm-hmm. you go to our website, you can find it there, but it will probably also point you to Amazon.com because yes. they are faster shipping things than we are. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they specialize in that. It is. It's weird. They've got their niche. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've got it figured out. All right. Well, I want to thank you again for for joining me on the call and. A lot of good information on here today, and I um, look forward to seeing you again. I haven't seen you for, what, a couple of years now, so um, we need to get together soon. We're due. We're due to get together and play. Um, I would love to hang out with you again, and, and thank you. Thank you for having me. This, is, this has been fun. Cool. I appreciate you being on here. All right, that's all we got for today. Um, I am going to sign off now, but Tim, hang on the line when I, after I stop recording, and we'll talk a little bit more. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, guys.